today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. God wants us to enjoy all things. Amen. He just doesn't want things taking control of us. I learned a long time ago, the way that you can tell the difference between you having something and something having you is when you can't give it away. Amen. If you will, open your Bibles, first of all, to Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29, very familiar verse, and I need to read this. Right here in this auditorium, on that platform, the first week of August, 1991, after Brother Copeland introduced me to speak, he was walking off the platform and stopped and said, wait a minute, Jerry, before you start, the word of the Lord's come to me. And he began to prophesy over me. And I might add everything that Brother Copeland has ever prophesied over me and We've been preaching together now. I'm in my 54th year of ministry, and he and I have been preaching together for 53 of those years. And uh, everything he's ever prophesied over me has come to pass. It didn't all happen immediately. Sometimes it happened in a matter of a few weeks. Sometimes as long as 20 years later it came to pass. But the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain, so he that reads it can run with it and uh, wait for it, even though it tarries, it shall come. So it's always come to pass. And Brother Copeland, on that particular night, he said, God's moving you into a new dimension of ministry, and that is the office of the seer, and he's going to begin to show you things to come and then hold you responsible for sharing them with the body of Christ, wherever he might send you throughout that year. And then expect every year a fresh prophetic word from the Lord, take that to the body of Christ. So that's been happening uh, every year since 1991. Now the Bible says in verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. One translation says, where there is no prophetic oracle from God, the people cast off restraint. Where there is no prophetic oracle from God, you could refer to a prophetic oracle as a rhema from God, a specific word from God. That's what a prophetic oracle is. In the Old Testament, when God spoke to the prophet and he in turn shared with the people what God had said to him, it was to create a vision for them. That's what a prophetic oracle is designed to do, create vision. And it says where there is no vision, then the people perish or they cast off restraint. In other words, they have nothing that motivates them. They have nothing that, that keeps them going forward. I like going forward. How about you? I mean, that's, that's always been God's direction for his people. Go forward. When Moses and the children of Israel reached the Red Sea, uh, they're wondering, what do we do now? And, and God acted as though, why would you have to ask me? Go forward. That's always God's direction. Yes. Go forward. That's the reason I don't like to go on retreats. 
Somebody invited me to be a speaker at a retreat. I said, I don't do retreats. I, I, I speak at go forward meetings. <laughs> okay. Go forward, praise God. So let's talk about the maximum and the highest level attainable. But the direction I, I'm uh, led by the Spirit of God to go in in this first session, and we'll be dealing with it in all of my meetings, uh, the times I'm uh, privileged to speak. I want to talk about why settle for less than God's best. Why settle for less than God's best? Now, the maximum or the highest level attainable represents God's best. How many of you want God's best? Yes. Amen. Now, I want to read something to you, uh, a number of verses, beginning in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, and I'm just going to read them. You can make a note of them and go back and read them for yourself. But here it says that he hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Everybody say, all things. All things. He hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. The Passion Translation says, everything we could ever need. Everything we could ever need. Psalm 34:10. They that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Psalm 84:11. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. The Passion Translation says, they will never lack one thing they need for he provides it all. Proverbs 28:10. The upright shall have good things in possession. Mark 11:24. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. What things soever you desire. Message translation says absolutely everything ranging from small to large. Absolutely everything ranging from small to large. Now we're talking about the maximum. We're talking about the highest level attainable. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. All the things that God has prepared that our hearts have not even conceived yet. Our eyes haven't seen yet. Our ears haven't heard about yet. Those things God has prepared for us. So if this is true, and we know it is, then why would we settle for anything less than God says, that, that, than what God says is ours? Everybody say, all things. Everything that is needed. That represents God's best. That represents the highest level. Why settle for just a few things when God says all things and everything? Can you say amen? amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I refuse to settle for anything less. Why settle for anything less? Now, there's a, a statement in the Bible, in the message translation, that is quite interesting from 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 22. It says, all is yours and you are privileged to be in union with Christ who is in union with God. All is yours and you're privileged to be in union with Christ who is in union with God. Say it with me. All things are mine. All things are mine. Uh, uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 16 and 17 says, 
the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The message translation says, or the Amplified says, and we share his inheritance with him. And then the message translation says, we know who he is and we know who we are, father and children, and we know we're going to get an unbelievable inheritance. And the Passion Translation says it this way, since we are his children, we qualify to share in all of his treasures. Since we are his children, we qualify to share in all of his treasures. So if this is true, and we know it is, then why would we settle for anything less? Uh Look at your neighbor and tell him again, I refuse to settle for anything less. Amen. So why do people, why do Christians settle for something less than God's best? I wrote in my notes, one of the obvious, obvious reasons is, number one, they don't know what truly belongs to them. They don't know what truly belongs to them. If you don't know what's yours, then it's not likely that you'll ever enjoy it. Now, that's the way I was in 1969. I didn't know these things and I did not read the Bible. You know, uh, I owned an automotive business. I had the call of God on my life. I first heard it in 1957 in my grandmother's home in Oklahoma City while watching Oral Roberts on television. I heard the call of God, but that's not what I wanted to do. And I ran from it just as hard and fast as I could. And I remember uh, uh, I always wanted to own my own automotive business. That's what my dad did. Uh, My dad uh, restored classic cars. He built hot rods and race cars. And that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to follow in the footsteps of my father. He started teaching me all that by the time I was nine years old. And now God is following up my dream with this preaching business. So I, I didn't tell a soul about it. And I just thought if I don't tell anybody, then I won't have to do it. And then God will find somebody who really wants to do that. And so uh, I just went on pursuing my dream. Now, by the time I was 21, 22 years old, I owned my own automotive business. I was doing exactly what I dreamed I was going to do. I'm restoring classic automobiles. I'm doing paint and body work. Dad and I are building hot rods and race cars. And that's, I was living my dream until 1969. And uh, Kenneth Copeland came to Shreveport, Louisiana, where Carol and I both grew up and preached the the message of faith, preached the word like I'd never heard it before. And when I heard that night, I I was shocked that it was in the Bible because I didn't read the Bible. And I didn't, I, I, I had this religious idea that the Bible was full of thou shalt nots. You can't do this, you can't do that. You can't do this and you can't do that. I was there right here in this auditorium one night and Brother Copeland got to talking about food and how to eat properly. I leaned over to glory and I said, I don't cuss, I don't drink, I don't run around on my wife, now you don't even want me to eat. <laughs> Is there anything we can do? You know? <laughs> No, he was just trying to teach us how to eat properly, you know. 
I told Gloria after the service, let's go get some Mexican food. She said, I'm with you. <laughs> That's not what Brother Copeland had in mind. What, what is it that we can do? We know there are things in here we can't do or we shouldn't do. But notice here, the Bible is telling us that all things are ours. I remember uh, back about 1981, uh, a couple came to me, they had their two small children with them, and they said, uh, Brother Jerry, uh, we got saved under your ministry. We got filled with the Holy Spirit under your ministry. All of our families serving the Lord today. We've learned the word through your ministry. And we're partners with your ministry, but we've been praying about something we could do for you personally just to show our gratitude. I said, well, that's, that's not uh, necessary. You're a partner with my ministry. That's the greatest compliment that you could give me. You believe in me. You partner with my ministry. They said, yes, but we, we, we've been praying about something that we could do for you personally. And so he just insisted. And he said, we were praying and the Lord told us to buy you a new motorcycle. I said, well, sir, I appreciate that, but I don't ride motorcycles anymore. I gave all that up. He said, uh, well, the Lord told us to buy you a new motorcycle. I said, well, sir, I'm, I'm not sure you heard from God. <laughs> he looked at me and he said, well, you're the one who taught us how to hear from God. We can hear him as good as you can now. <laughs> I thought, well, I apologize. I didn't mean to insinuate, but apparently I did. I said, maybe it's me who needs to go hear from God. I'll be right back. So I said, Lord, did you tell that man to give me a motorcycle? He said, I did. I said, why? I don't ride motorcycles anymore. He said, for three reasons. Number one, I know now that it will not come between me and you. Number two, he said, I know it'll bring joy to your life. If it brings joy to you, it'll bring joy to me. Now, I've never heard a statement like that before. I thought anything that brought joy to me, God was against. Uh -huh. Amen? Anybody ever think like that? Yeah. I thought, well, if, if I like it, if I enjoy it, surely, you know, God doesn't want me to do it. And he said, I know it'll bring joy to you, and if it brings joy to you, it'll bring joy to me. And then he said this, number three, take what once was your passion and turn it into a tool for evangelism. So I went back to the man. I said, you've heard from God. Bring me my motorcycle. <laughs> and he did. And it was the finest motorcycle I'd ever owned up to that point. And then not too long after that, the Lord impressed upon me to birth uh, a new outreach of our ministry called Chariots of Light Christian Bikers. And now we have chapters all over the world. We do tours and rallies all over the world. In fact, while I'm preaching right here today, Chariots of Light team is in Sturgis, at one of the largest secular motorcycle rallies in the world. And every year we send a team there and every year they come back with reports of no less than five to 6,000 first time conversions. And I'm expecting no less this time, praise God. In fact, in the 25 years, we're celebrating 25 years of the Chariots of Light uh, Christian Bikers this year and up to this point, and we've kept an accurate record. There have been over 600,000 people come to Christ in 25 years just through the motorcycle ministry. God wants us to enjoy all things. Amen. He just doesn't want 
things taking control of us. I learned a long time ago, the way that you can tell the difference between you having something and something having you is when you can't give it away. Mm, that's a good, that's good. Amen. When you can't give it away. If you can't give it away, then it has you. Amen. You know, I've had some people, you know, get upset because God started giving it all back to me. I have more classic cars today than I ever had in my life. I have more motorcycles today than I ever had in my life. I, God blessed me with it. And, and I'm, I did a TV program in my, my wife says, quit calling it a shop. It's a museum. I have a museum <laughs> with classic cars and classic motorcycles. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Woo, isn't that pretty? That one right in the front is a 32 Ford. Look at that 57 Chevrolet convertible back there. Out of, I took it to a car show and out of a thousand points, it got 981 points. I won best to show. Now, I use that for evangelism. In fact, that 57 Chevrolet convertible, I took it to a car show here in Fort Worth. One of the Chevrolet dealerships asked me to bring it to their car show and uh, uh, I took it and uh, there were a, a number of 57, 55, 56 Chevrolets all lined up together. And a man next to me had a beautiful 56 Chevrolet and uh, it was absolutely gorgeous. And he sat next to me and we're waiting for the judges to come by and, and judge them. And uh, I told him, I said, that is a beautiful 56 Chevrolet you have. And he said, uh, yeah, the, uh, I, I bought it here recently. He said, my doctor told me I'm dying of cancer and I have six months to live. And I told my wife, if I've only got six months to live, I'm going to do something in the last six months of my life that I've always wanted to do all my life. I'm going to buy a classic car and I'm going to take it to car shows for the next six months. That's something I wanted to do and I'm going to do it before I die. And I said, well, sir, it's not a coincidence you parked next to me. Come on. I prayed for cancer victims all over the world and I have testimonies of many, many of them who are healed. Do you mind if I pray for you? He started crying. He said, no, pray for me. I prayed for him. And he said, now he's six months to live. One year later, I'm invited to another car show and I'm sitting there in front of my car waiting for the judges. And this guy comes by and says, hey, you remember me? I said, I said, yes. He said, you remember, I had six months to live. He prayed for me. It's been a year now and I'm totally free of cancer, praise God. Amen. So that 57 Chevrolet was a reason somebody got yes, healed yes, of cancer. Now, I, I'm, I'm in that museum doing a television broadcast. And when it aired, I got ugly letters. Why don't you sell all that to give the money to the poor? That's easy for you to say you don't own it. Never quote Jesus. And how do you know I haven't already done that? I cleared out a smaller shop than that and gave it all away. That's the reason I had to build another one. And did you notice they're stacked up two by two now? I had to build a bigger shop. Carolyn said, Jerry Savannah, when she gets serious, 
I'm not Jerry, honey, sweetheart. Jerry Savelle? <laughs> Jerry Savelle, don't you ever give another car away. Don't you ever give another motorcycle away. I said, why not? She said, they come back to you in fleets and we have to build a bigger shop. <laughs> well, I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help it. Amen, look at that. And the Lord was right. If it brings joy to me, yes. I think God is smiling down on that right now. It brings joy to him, hallelujah. Because it's a soul-winning, evangelistic tool. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, notice the Lord said, all things are yours. I used to work my hands to the bones almost, cuts all over me from sheet metal, trying to earn enough money to get one of those. And today God gives them to me because I'm a giver. I'm a sower. Amen. I'm a sower. I had a brand new Harley Davidson motorcycle, two of them. They had less than 500 miles on both of them. And Carolyn was away one weekend uh, ministering and it's one of those rare times when I was home by myself. And I thought, well, I can't find a honeydew list anywhere. So <laughs> apparently I got a free weekend. I thought, what am I gonna do? So I thought, well, I'll just get on the motorcycle and I'll ride down to San Antonio and meet some friends of mine there and have lunch with them. And if I decide to spend the night, I will. If not, I'll just ride back home. So I got on this brand new Harley Davidson full dress bike. I mean, beautiful bike. And I took off down the road and I had this sensation. This bike does not belong to me anymore. So I turned around and came back, put it in the garage and I got the other one out. Beautiful, uh, heritage soft tail classic, less than 500 miles. Took off down the road on it. And I had the same sensation. This bike doesn't belong to me anymore. So I went back put it in the garage. And I said, Lord, who do they belong to? And he told me, he called, he said, call both of them. And I called one man and I said, uh, uh, I have a motorcycle, it's brand new and it belongs to you. And, uh, I'd like to either deliver it to you or you can come pick it up. And he was overjoyed. He, he came, picked it up and rode it back home. And then, uh, uh, the other one, uh, the Lord told me to give it to one of my Bible school students. And this man, uh, he had been in prison for over 21 years. And when he got out, he and his wife came to my Bible school. And uh, the Lord told me to give it to him. And so I, I rode it up there to the Bible school, had everybody to come out in the parking lot, circle it. And I called him up there. I said, uh, this motorcycle belongs to you. I'm giving it to you. That's great big old guy. I mean, huge guy. Beard, you know, been in prison 21 years. I don't think there was a square inch on his body didn't have a tattoo. I mean, he was saved, but he didn't look saved. <laughs> he was intimidating. And he cried like a baby. And he put his head on my shoulder and just cried and cried. You're giving me this motorcycle, Brother Jerry? I said, yes, it's yours. Take it. Here's the title. I filled it up with gas. Take it. It's yours. 
When he finally gained his composure, he said, it's the first Harley I've ever owned that I didn't steal. <laughs> that was a great joy, praise God. And he and his wife took off on that, headed up to Oklahoma, and they sent me a picture. And that bike, with him on it and his wife on it and all the stuff they had on the back of it, I don't even know how he got it out of the driveway. It was so loaded down. But it's such a joy knowing that it was a blessing to him. And the first person that he witnessed to, they stopped at a grocery store to pick up some supplies for their trip. And he stood out there with his motorcycle and she went in to get these groceries. And this man walked up and said, Mr., that is the most beautiful motorcycle I have ever seen. He said, let me tell you how I got it. <laughs> and so he started witnessing to him. And this guy, when he started witnessing to you, you did not walk off. <laughs> okay. And he started witnessing to him. And, and he said, now I want to pray with you. If Jesus would do this for me, what do you suppose he'd do for you? Come to find out this man was a backslidden Pentecostal preacher and he won him back to the Lord, praise God. Why do some Christians thrive while others seem to just struggle? Is it possible for you to experience a greater level of God's goodness and favor? Today's faith-building offer, Experiencing God's Best Special Package, contains Jerry Savelle's new book, God's Maximum, and his revealing four-part audio series, Why Some Aren't Experiencing God's Best. Learn how to strengthen your faith and refuse to allow Satan to rob you of God's best. In this package, Jerry reveals the prerequisite for receiving God's promises, what qualifies you for the maximum, the six reasons why people quit, and the missing ingredient in many believers' lives. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Experiencing God's Best special package. Do you value the blessing of God on your life and what it can produce for you? Begin to order your lives in accordance with God's way and put yourself in position to receive His best. I trust you've enjoyed the lessons today. We appreciate you joining with us. And I want to encourage you to join with us again next week as we continue this study on why some are not experiencing God's best. Why are you not experiencing God's best? Did you figure out why as you listened to what I was sharing from the Word today? You know, this was a powerful convention, the Southwest Believers Convention right here in Fort Worth, Texas that Brother Copeland sponsors every year. And this year, the theme that I was sharing was why some are not experiencing God's best. We taught this every day during this convention, and we're already receiving some tremendous testimonies of how people have taken what I taught and they have applied it to their lives and God has begun to turn things around for them. And he'll do the same for you. Why? Because he's no respecter of persons. So I want to encourage you, follow along with me each and every week for the next several weeks as we continue talking about this theme, why some are not experiencing God's best. We put this in a series, CDs, that is available all you have to do is contact our office and ask for this CD series on why some are not experiencing God's best. And then also we mentioned during these meetings that our brand new book is now available, God's Maximum, Going to the Highest Level Attainable. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to get this book in your hands, get it in your home, because once you read it, 
I know that it's going to make a big difference in your attitude about experiencing maximum results, God's best in every area of your life. If you'd like to have these resources, contact our office, jerrysavelle.org, or all the information is on your screen. So order your book and CDs right now so that it's fresh in your mind and we'll get them to you just as quickly as we possibly can. I'll see you next time on Adventures in Faith. Until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.